Hello. This is my show. My only show. I just can't even with myself right now. Let's babble about time. I babble wherever I can, whenever I can, however I can. This is NE Unleashed. Now without further ado, let's jump right into it. All right, welcome back, everybody. Thank you, and welcome to I Just Can't Even With Myself right now. Today is going to be a little bit more fun because I got with me a kidnap, a, a recurring guest <laughs> onto the show. I don't know. I don't like being called the kidnappee because are you sure I'm not the kidnapper? Oh, well, well, there we go. Switching it out for me. I feel like I would eventually get kidnapped at some point in the future, and but then I just somehow secretly enjoy it. Do I not kidnap you to participate in listening to my bullshit all the time? Well, true. Fair enough. Fair enough. I mean, happy to help. <laughs> Here to provide a listening ear as a public service. Oh, okay. <laughs> But so, Crystal, you and I, we decided to get together for today because we have some things to get off of our chest. Because, well, <laughs> I just can't even. I know, right? Um, the topic being, because I, well, I, I think, let me actually backtrack for a second. There's another big inspiration where this came from, because I remember it on Facebook, we were talking to that INFJ, who also ex- was sharing her experiences as an Asian uh, intuitive oh, yeah. feeling, right? Mm-hmm. And I really liked how, you know, she went about with it. But in a way, I also, like, I wanted to elaborate myself, but you can't really fit everything in in a Facebook comment section. You know, <laughs> when you could literally just describe it over on a video or a video, an episode like a this. A podcast. A podcast where we can be a little bit more nitty gritty and get it out of there. So, I just love how we're not filming this because when I film my podcast with Megan, I have to pay, I have to look like I'm paying attention the whole time, which is actually more stressful for me. So no one can see that I'm not making eye contact, but it's better this Well, for, <laughs> I'm never going to call you out for having no eye contact because I don't need no eye contact either. <laughs> the best part about it but yes so like we I think have this understanding or like we already innately understood growing up in a western culture being Asian ourselves and also find realizing too that we aren't the cookie cutter Asians that we know the rest of our culture tends to be right that's so so nf Right? Like we, <laughs> um, how do I put it? How's it? Like I've known for Filipinos, they're generally very SP oriented. You got yourself your, your SCPs, your, your SFJs a lot. Um, also a little bit of STJs uh, and not a lot of the other ones. It's not a lot of the high stack um, any necessarily from what I experienced. Uh, I think I'm like one of the only ones in my family that's an ENFP. And I also found out recently that like, my cousin is the only INFJ that I've known family-wise. Everybody else is not. Like everybody else is some breed of SJ somehow. They really are a different species, I'm not gonna lie. Yeah. And it's crazy. Well, how about you, Crystal? Like, what are your let's start with you first. Like, see what you got to bring about. Asians and well okay NF. so I grew up my family is all SFs so I have an ESFJ sister and ISFP dad that's good though you have SE I don't got a lot of SE in my family 
Well, you know, the narrative though was that my dad was just slow and inconsiderate of details, as my mom would always say, as the SI Dom. And then when I learned about type, I was like, oh, so some people aren't good with details. That makes so much sense. So, like, I don't know, like, I just kind of grew up, like, uh, feeling like, like, I wasn't going to make it or something in survival of the fittest. Like, my mom really, like, put the fear of God in me with, like, oh, you can't cook or clean or do anything for yourself, then what are you good for? She never said it like that, but it was, like, her T.I. would basically always be, like, hey, like, what the fuck? Why are you not, like, this, this, this or something? You find it's the unspoken rule that hurts the most, right? Yeah, yeah, because, again, she has, she's T.E. Polar, but because I don't, I'm T.I. Polar, so basically she would never explain other ways of being or validate me in any way I needed. Like, she would just basically be frustrated with me for not knowing how to, like, like cut these, this thing better, but she wouldn't have T.E. to show me or explain. And over time, even before I knew functions, I caught on to this, that she was just really bad at explaining. And that kind of offset, that kind of actually, like, set off the resentment I had of, like, how dare you judge me when you suck at this thing yourself? That's like a parallel thing. So like, yeah, but um, that's so, if that ain't relatable at all. <laughs> like, well, you know, you, you want a whole different direction with all of that. But because I saw my dad who it's funny. Cause like growing up, like people were like, you're more like your dad and your sister and your mom, mom are more similar. And my sister is an ESFJ. So it was like the basically presence of TI versus the lack of TI and the two mm. FPs. So I, because I had like, I really respected my dad, too, because he, like, made it out of China when he was really poor, but then, like, my mom would just never seem to, like, knock, she would, like, kind of seem to knock that that was actually a real fucking skill that she didn't have, and, you know, I confronted her about that, like, later on in life, and she's like, um, I have always respected that, no, 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 I have to say it for you to believe it, I'm like, because no one fucking knows, because all you talk about is complaining, like, yeah, um, but yeah, so, I just kind of rebelled in that I doubled down. So, and I think maybe Enneagram has something to do with this where, like, I'm a type four. Mm-hmm. And I kind of, you know, got off on the idea that maybe I'm just special. Maybe I'm just destined for something else. Because at the same time, like, my mom would grate on me for not being good at those things. She never, like, forcibly didn't let me do what I wanted to. Because, again, she still, even though it was kind of, like, hard to feel judged all the time, I still would rather have had that than like any other like thinker type in my life. So I think that I grew up with like a healthy sense of feeling because both my parents are feelers and they represent the two, you know, aspects of all eight functions. So like in a sense, I had a balanced diet growing up and all the resources. I just had to learn to organize it to myself to really know what I was even looking at. So that's how I see it um, play out in my family. Now on a larger scale, I think that um my parents represent the more friendly soft parts of like asian culture so they're chinese immigrants and in a sense even though they're both sensors they had enough intuition to like make it out and, like come here to america where i'm from even though you're like asian canadian Nate. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> i'm like oh i'm having, like asian americans you're like i'm not american girl i'm like fuck okay no, but it's, <laughs> it's the same well it's similar what Western, you said about the whole westernized asian what, what you said about the whole they trusted their intuition therefore they got to a new country is very true like yeah, and exactly, yeah, and then yeah. they just gave up after that. My mom was like, "Okay, <laughs> my job is done. I don't need to like contribute to American society." So her English isn't that good, and like, yeah. she like just like she like had a master's in math, but you know she's not teaching or anything. She just is a technician at Intel, 
And she's like, but that's enough for me. I go home, I look on WeChat, and I take care of my cats, and I just do some gardening, and that's my life. And I'm like, that's so fucking boring. And she's like, well, you know, maybe you'll grow up to be the next big thing in writing or philosophizing, but I'm afraid you'll never be happy. And I'm just like, bitch, I'll show you. So like, um, yeah. Uh, and my dad, on the other hand, would be like, oh, like, follow your gut and look at what you have already in front of you. And I'm like, what the fuck does that mean? And like, you know, like, it's like S-E-N-I, like trying to use N-I. And I'm just like, that. that's not going to work. And like, I don't know. This is really interesting because like, as it pertains to the Asian culture, I would say that like, they're really nice and they are more adjusted to westernized thinking in that they really believe in the choice to create your own life. And I think they embody this energetically more than a lot of other um, Asian families I saw. Like I was never like forced to conform. They were just very clumsy about raising me because admittedly I am not a, I'm not an easy child to raise. Like I, I'm very like perceptive and like now that like I've stabilized myself using typology to be honest um, and a lot of other things, I'm very balanced and they've even looked to me as a source of like comfort and a source of joy during this time, especially because I have all these interesting perspectives on like how to live and how to be mm-hmm. you know, like my mom. Cause we all grew up in the church and she sees how steady and interesting my um, spiritual perspectives are. And, like, she genuinely – I think she genuinely does, like, see with T.I. that, like, I do have something very intense going on with, like, how I have ideas and, like, all these things. But it's just scary to her, right? It's, it's like, she doesn't know that world at all. Mm-hmm. But because she's a feeler, she always let me have that. So, in a sense, I felt more pressure from my peers and from, like, the aunties at church and you know this incubated community of like just asian american immigrants being like you got to go to harvard you got to do this i felt more like a freak because i couldn't like pass ap bio well okay i did pass but like a like asian fail but like you know normal pass if that Um, ain't the whole tea about that knowing that there is that expectation for us filipinos we have a term called and i just learned this term like last year we called it pata asa na ihe, which means to see who pees the highest is the literal translation and it means people always going to try it's basically your, a, a dick measuring contest to see who can who has whose kid is more successful than theirs and it's always when you talk it's just a normal conversation and it will start to input something my kid's a doctor a nurse and a model and you're like <laughs> what <laughs> and your point you don't have i know that. people like that in la by the way it's it, well yes but and that's okay it's just that, hilarious to me that that's the, when you say hey nice to meet you and then that is the the introduction to their life and it makes me laugh because i don't understand that concept because to me it's very well you didn't get those accomplishments why are you proud of them <laughs> like that's I not yours that was so capable and that's it right and like that and like i raised them therefore that's it i'm going yes but they made the choice so you only just yeah. gave them a nesting ground that's all you are You're yeah and like pillow. you know like my mom <laughs> here's the thing none of my parents are type threes which is really nice um i fuck what are they then my dad's definitely a type seven i'd say mm-hmm. um probably if i was to guess my dad's tri-type he's like a seven wing uh, frick i don't know he's like really carefree so i don't know what either of those wings would be to be honest but my mom is like a type 
oh shoot, oh god, I don't actually know which one. She's either type six or type one. I can't tell which one. Well, or have them both, right? Or have them both. Um, yeah, I don't know, but like either way, my parents. What I'm trying to illustrate is that they never felt like they owed their immediate communities a kid that was like well trimmed. Like they never were like, "You're embarrassing us," blah blah blah. Like, all of our problems were very within our home, which I really appreciated because I did not need any more pressure mm-hmm. than I found myself. And they were like, why do you feel like you need to be like everyone else then if you're bad at AP Bio? But then they'd also say, like, why can't you be more like everyone else? Because we're worried about you. And I'm just like, God. It's like, exactly. which one? No, it's exactly the same thing I have. It's, I actually would say in that sense, it almost feels a little privileged of us where we thankfully didn't have to have families that pushed us a little too much i actually had my parents actually defend me sometimes when people would come up to them and be like why is your kid not taking because i didn't take post-secondary like at all you know i don't have that under my belt is that what you guys call it in canada (laughs) yeah post-sec well i call it post-sec um but college yeah (laughs) well my american superiority flex flex right like i'm gonna start start calling it post-sec though just to I call it post-sec and well, I don't know, like for some reason, that's what everybody here calls it. But what's funny is, you know, people ask, it's like, oh, what's his major? What's his minor or whatever? And I don't have those. And they're going, what? Your kid? Like, is he stupid? Like, is he, <laughs> like, does he not have anything going on? Whereas what's fascinating though, is I was a kid that most of my experience growing up was in trades. Like that was just where I did. I wanted to give my dad something to talk about in a way because he's a welder. So, and he was like, I want my kid to like try something out. And it's like, at least try it. And I was like, you know what? I'll listen. I didn't realize that that was why you're good with your hands compared to me. Oh, because I had a handyman for dad. (laughs) Well, but like also like there was some kind of FI incentive for you to like do that, right? Yeah, actually. Yeah. Because, um, well, that and my mom also gave me some TI reasoning too, because hers was, she and both my parents, they their instillment with me was, I don't want you to be out in the street begging for change. So don't be the type of person that has this feeling that you're above certain jobs. So that's been my kind of mentality. I'm Wait, can really- you explain again how not begging in the streets for change was connected to not feeling above certain jobs? So um if like for example well, literal translation being you know go take that mcdonald job you know go take that cashier job or take a janitor job it doesn't really bother oh in order have, to not be on okay it's order to not be on the street oh, so oh like, you because know, some people are on the streets because they feel like they're above that shit exactly okay, okay sorry. You know, like for us we have folks here and it's not in anyone in specifics but there are folks that if you offer them food they'll actually say no they want money instead so it's kind of the frustration that comes with the homeless um because it's like yo it's not money well we're willing to offer you food like we're gonna go and donate so that you won't die tonight you know and then they're like no no i prefer cash it's like you don't really get to have a choice <laughs> I mean, I, yeah. you don't really you're not really wanting you to to negotiate yeah, and, and you know what like this is actually really interesting because i feel like at this point maybe we diverge a little bit because you are southeast asian background and east asian background and like my ugh, like with my parents, my dad was very poor growing up. He was the first in his family to go to college. Mm, mm-hmm. And he's the only, he like knows like, you know, like, so basically Mandarin is like the standard dialect mm. and like everywhere else in the country. Um, 
you basically learn Mandarin to like get out of your little small town and make it to a big city. So my dad is really freaking proud of the fact that even as an ISFP who knows he doesn't have SI or TI, he like made it out. He makes like, well, not like by himself, but my family makes like 200K in the suburbs. And there we go. like, I'm like not disclosing where I'm from though, but like, um, it's like they basically live a really freaking rich power, rich, comfortable in like where I'm from, it's upper middle class, but for the rest of America, it might as well be like the lower tier of the rich, in my opinion. Mm. Like in terms of America, like we're pretty well off. Like our we still count as essential business. Um, and my parents live in a less populous state, so there's less cases, so they're genuinely doing fine. Of course I'm so worried about them, but like yeah, like it's just a very different standard. And my mom, mm. you know, came from like, you know, also like upper middle class. Um, and then actually my great grandparents, my great grandpa was a journalist actually. And during the communist revolution, I know, right? Like I was a journalist, but, but during the communist revolution, he like lost a lot of his, you know, prestige because y'all it just be like that sometimes with like regimes and stuff. So, um, I think my mom just associates like being a scholar and a thinker and that kind of thing with like, you know, having a target on your back because that's or kind of instability, right? That uh, yeah, like instability thing. because we made all of money and then bam, I had to move the countryside. And you always have to look over your shoulder like every now and then. <laughs> yeah, and like I would say, like even if we didn't have that experience, like communist China really make you afraid of your neighbor like that. Like, um, so I would say, oh, that, like because they write you out or something like that. Oh yeah, for sure, oh, dude. Okay. And Ch- okay, there's too many people in China. First of all, like. <laughs> Like, that's that's a thing that everyone talks about. And, like, also, because it's such a fear-based economy and culture, it's, like, dog-eat-dog world. Like, there's, I don't know, it's very different. Very, you got to be out for yourself and then maybe your family, whoever you choose. But otherwise, it's, like, friends are, like, like, I don't know. Like, um, I don't think it was a culture that actually really fit my mom and dad very well because they kind of, like, living in their little cute bubble here in the suburbs. Um, so I think that like for them, they, they want a better life for me because they never Mm. want to have to worry about me because in essence, staying in China kind of entails worrying, right? Because it's like very like, you're going to get taken advantage of. Mm -hmm. And in America, they're like, if you're poor or something and you're going to like get bullied. And I think, or if you don't have a respectable respectable job you're going to get bullied so I think they're like more afraid of like the psychological toll of like being poor like you know and like how society treats you right because again they're SF so their priorities are literal sensory communal dynamics emotionally so they're Mm. really tuned into that right Mm -hmm. so like to me um I feel like they weren't like go to McDonald's and like you know get humble about things I feel like actually I have a lot of um, Southeast Asian friends now. Like one of my ENFJ best friends is Filipina and um, I have some Vietnamese American friends and some Cambodian friends. And they, I, their parents are also kind of like, dude, like don't have a stick up your ass. But East Asians are like, take that stick and shove it up even further, please. <laughs> like, please have it at the spot at which they you'll never have some pride, right? Like it's no, like actually though, cause they're like, why are you okay with being a freelance writer? Like, you're not that dumb. You can go and get one of those jobs. Like, don't, why can't you like go work at Intel and then like go home and write your novel? I'm like, cause I'm not trying to be a writer. I'm trying to be like 
a thinker. Mm-hmm. Like I'm trying to be like an influencer of thought, not like, you know, like, yeah. So it's like, my parents were just like, but, but is that practical? And I'm like, well, the abstract world does exist. So we're both being like emotional about it. I love it because that, yeah. the, the answer really is it's not practical. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. And so I have to be okay with that. I had to be okay with like articulating to them that like my validation and what, you know, will bring me bread and butter is not like living this life that feels very empty to me. And my, I was like, you know what, mom? And I used some tea on her you know, one day I was like, I'm okay with the sacrifice it requires to be an artist. Cause every day I hear I have so much meaning out of life and I trust God so much more than even you do. So to me, that's a worthy trade-off and your trade-off is different than mine. And I don't have to be like, you don't have to be like me. And then she's like, I never said you'd be like me, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, okay, but you like, you wish with FI yeah, I was. My <laughs> unspoken rule was not, well, it's never been expressively like ex- what is it what's the word explicitly there we go explicitly expressed <laughs> yeah. expressively what the heck is that um to fashion myself after istj thinking and lifestyle which oh is my god which probably because you have an ISTJ dad right? it's like well, hey that's succeed in life well yeah no and plus i actually have an istj friend who does the same thing like he literally picked up the exact same trade my dad's doing exactly you know he has his own place now he doesn't have bills. <laughs> and you're like an istj but fun <laughs> yeah well there we go and he's all and he has all these things. And what's funny to me though, is I don't get explicitly compared to the guy. However, you could feel that there's tension in the air in the SI realm because I don't fulfill anything that this person does. And I've always found it hilarious growing up because I was going, I was just annoyed with everybody going like, why I can't do that. You know, and it spurred my whole tweet about don't demand your dominant function of others who don't value it. Because, like, I don't have such high-stack SI. It's just going to hurt if I'm going to try that. Uh, the expectation doesn't make sense to me. However, I also had to reframe it, you know, in my 20s now, thinking, you know what? If I can't deliver an offer what they want in this kind of thing, I can offer them something else that they didn't even realize they needed. Like, I'm the loudest assertive one in the house. Like, <laughs> my TE is... yeah it's funny because like yeah like there's no ejs in my family right and there's no other eps wait 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 wait, sorry my sister is an ej but she's like very like she's like one of those ej types it's like more submissive she is not you want the 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 strong will she has more she has high te type of thing so she's not imposing herself on people um so basically yeah my te also calls the shots my exactly and it's that's just the thing and i've found that even if they may not compliment me on it it's something that i think i believe is appreciated because every now and then like they'll never have to worry about me standing up for myself because i will you know yeah like my mom's always like (laughs) my mom feels like i'll be picked on financially but she said like mildly passive aggressive but well-meaning things before like well it's a good thing you're good at networking and you're good with people because you can just get other people do things for you but then also being like, eh, but you should be more self-reliant. I guess that just wasn't how God meant it to be or some shit. I'm just like, okay, all right. Do I? Yeah, same same mentality with mine. Uh, <laughs> my- she always goes, oh, I guess, like in Chinese, like that, like, nerve didn't go unblocked in your brain. Yeah. Like the idea is like, it didn't like go through, the, like a nerve unblocking in essence is like basically saying, that's like how you grow a skill or something. Exactly. Like, I, my biggest argument is actually because 
when you study type and you study psychology, you, you actually can acknowledge that people are, have differences for one and also have mental illnesses, another, right? Like you can actually acknowledge and you know, illness, mental illness is another issue between in the NF or in the, NF, in the Asian culture where we can't often acknowledge it because of the stigma. Yeah. I remember I was really pissed because I think Taylor's, or something like the STP friend was like, oh, he's like, and he was just mental illness, and I'm like, uh, uh, <laughs> like you have no idea. <laughs> I'm just like, excuse you, but also like a lot of NE, I think symptoms do pop up in people who maybe you know aren't NE users. Or, you know what I mean? Like it's like I understand why you think that way, but every sensor pretty much thinks that way. Well, some was it this NI person said the best way you can determine if it's intuition or fear. Well, or anxiety is if fear is involved. Because for us in any, we don't feel it. We don't, don't feel fear. Yeah, I'm not scared. This is the best thing. This is our air. Okay, like, that's what am I going to be scared I, about? I like that. Yeah. Right? Experiencing NE fear is no, to me, well, not as different as NE. Like, for ESTPs with inferior NI, that would just imply that every kind of intuition for them is scary. Right? Because to them, oh it's like, God, it's so the in- right? The inevitable kicking in, they can't change it with their SE. It's going to freak them out, which yeah, I can like, see. I have an ESTP friend who literally was like, I watched the Joker and suddenly I couldn't unsee that if I ever got power, I would be just like him. And I'm like, um, really though? And he's like, no, I'm like, no, like it's, I think maybe you're right. Maybe for inferior and I is that way, but it's hilarious for inferior. And another hilarious thing is, well, both for those who might be attack me for this, but I actually got bored watching the Joker. So yeah same I was like oh self-indulgent sadness well that and because it's you know how it's supposed to be Oscar worthy and Oscar worthy means boring unfortunately oh you know what that that, I think is a good way of putting it (laughs) so does it really matter if you're like oh I'm I'm nominated for an award yeah the award for boring that's the award you want Uh, white men are like wow I feel so seen and I'm like, like okay. it doesn't yeah no it doesn't concern me I it's not even well I I personally thought that it would have been better if they didn't follow the DC storyline and just made a character and didn't call it Joker you know if they just called it like just followed a guy you know his deranged and his life going downhill I feel like that would have been interesting but maybe there were expectations that I had I didn't realize but here we are. My conclusion is I got bored of it. I mean, there wasn't a death until 30 minutes into the movie. And I'm like, uh, I was like, like where? No. where is it? Like, we're done. Yeah, I'm going like, yeah, I don't care enough about this. Yeah, and like, you know, I feel like, <laughs> ugh. But yeah, I just really hate when people, um, like, I hate when people knock on NE as something dangerous that used to be like squashed well i mean okay here's this any culture seems to really do that yes well because our any or any in general is kind of being feeling alive in instability right like we yeah, are our like, most I alive in the case more alive during this pandemic. i'm like yeah cool now Girl, i am living it right now everyone's as <laughs> chaotic as i already feel inside and so now i have the choice to go and do productive things and remember that video we made like way back where we talked about how for SI, high stack SI, this is their reality. So when things like shift, you even mentioned it, like they can't separate it. So mm-hmm. they actually have to face it like head on. So I'm kind of I'm amused by that watching the struggle. Because you're going, I, oh. I even to a degree, even NI users, NJs who like understand what's going on, can't cope with the actual physical reality of like oh no I'm really scared when I cough though and I'm like I'm scared of neither of those things I'm scared of boys still rejecting me in this pandemic 
it's like oh what change i've been changing <laughs> yeah but also I, but also rejection like some things don't change there we go goodness but it, the other the things that should also change aren't changing oh <laughs> oh okay taking this going straight back to original topic and nfs and asian i personally which i haven't been able to share this in that facebook posting where I always had to deal with people calling me out as being overtly feminine because I didn't fit them the machismo that that's hilarious because I like Filipinos never have. say like you're like my gay friend mate. like <laughs> well what's crazy to me is that because maybe now too even more so because they don't actually know they have never actually met me so they can't really they can only draw from my actions behaviors and how I talk like a guy commented on the YouTube saying that I have a slight vocal fry but generally I'm still what's soothing that? to talk to you I don't know it's I don't even know what he said it. I was kind of like, cool, whatever, thanks. <laughs> but it's funny to me because there's always this thing where you have to f- try to fit into that. Like, I was almost talked into, you should get into boxing so that, you know, man up a little bit. And I'm going like thinking in my head and going, why do I need to prove if I'm manly, I already am a man? Like, I don't see <laughs> the reason that I have to prove myself more. Like it, In my teen years, yes, because you have the bullying. And I wouldn't say it's full-on bullying, but it's just that I just chose to ghost and like use my nine fix and just not really be seen. Nah. Right? That was my smart move. The avoidant <laughs> seven personality. Avoidant. Oh, it's avoidant. It was really effective. Oh, yeah, very much so. But then, of course, you know, you hit, you hit your 20s and you realize, shoot, I have to put myself out there. And then I just learned that the other guys who are Filipino and, you know, living into this machismo lifestyle. Yeah, famous last words. They are incompetent with feelings. They really like, are. Completely. And I get so confused. Like, they see them dating and they see them with girls and then the girls will always complain to me. <laughs> and my white man doesn't know how to read like what I want. I asked him about this, and then this didn't happen. I'm going what? And then I actually would go because a lot of the guys are actually my friends too. I would move over and try to teach these guys <laughs> how to feel, <laughs> and like go through the process with them. And it was fascinating to watch because it's going the dynamic that these gender roles have pushed upon the culture to the point where you. The irony, even more worse irony, is the the backlash I get for trying to mend the broken pieces of it. Because mm-hmm. I, for me to mend it, you have to kind of be playing both ends anyway. It's like, okay, you, you're going to um, shit talk me. I guess I'll just go fuck your girl. <laughs> yeah, right. And it doesn't make sense. And like, as a feeler guy, like, I get it. Like, I'm going to go fix it. But then now when I'm trying to fix it, people are going to think of me like, oh, are you trying to fix it? I was like, you serious? <laughs> This is for you. This isn't for me. I don't care about this kind of stuff. I actually could do without it. <laughs> and oh my god, that's so infuriating to listen to, though, because I'm like, y'all, y'all be stupid. <laughs> exactly, exactly. And like the whole sports thing. Like, of course, my I'm a low sensor. It's not ever going to happen. Even though I've pushed myself to try to see what I can do. Like, I could like I had my friend teach me how to do basketball properly. Like, I could do all kinds of physical stuff. Sensor blending the whole gig. But at the end of the day, when people ask, so do you play? I'm like, no. Why? It's just not for me. <laughs> it's just, it's not for me. But then when they actually see me play, they're going, oh, you you can play. And I'm like, yeah, I just don't. Yeah, we are really great at the don't knock until you've tried it. And yeah, like, I've tried it. I they've close-minded like themselves as a defense mechanism. They're actually I, jealous of us because they're so open-minded that we can use anything. 
Exactly. As if that's the only thing they want. I'm going, I, sorry that I'm not that content. I will say though that I think I am close minded in the sense that like, I am going off my experience, which has been consistent in my experience consistently was to be open-minded. But on the other hand, if you have been conditioned with SI, even as an NP, to not be that way, you will be very close-minded in my opinion. Oh yeah, 100%. Because like, even like the SPs who kind of like, why are you like this? They never make me feel like it's not okay to be like that. I just don't like being misunderstood, but it's really the people with SI who'll be like, man, who like set the standard. I mean, going back to that whole thing, it's the fear, right? Their intuition for an SI dom is the fear part of theirs. Yeah. When it comes out of them, it's it doesn't come in as something like we do. Like we are able to drum up the thousand positive ones, but they can only drum up it's a thousand. Funny because to me, sensing is associated with my fear, right? Right. Like I'm, like, I'm like dreaming of the day I get stuck in a pandemic. Actually, was my worst fear growing up. So now that we're in a pandemic, I'm thriving because now the worst happened to me in essence, and I'm fine. So. I love how you kind of fulfilled your own kind of childhood dream. <laughs> I know, my childhood nightmare came true, and it's great. I've never been freer in my life. I, well, I personally never really knew how I was going to be in this state. I didn't even want to talk about it because, and I've made an episode about this, because I was inspired after you and Megan were talking about feeling the imposter syndrome, as well as the the guilt of being feeling privileged, but also feeling totally fine during this time (laughs) is I didn't realize that I was going to go through this pandemic and I'm going, Hey, I'm doing great. But Mike, I don't have any connection to an emotional part of my Enneagram. So when I hit and learned that I was forced to go into five, you see me like focusing on all the skills I've collected over the years. Exactly. Yeah. You know me, I like literally eating like Vietnamese food. I homemade and I've been like, I've been showing you all the stuff I've been making. You're connecting to your one, aren't you? Like you're getting into your <laughs> disciplined <laughs> self. Like, <laughs> oh, I don't even really know Enneagram enough to like understand actually some of that stuff. It but. feels interesting though, because I don't know, maybe I'm just going to bring it up now. It feels like you're enacting some boundaries onto yourself, but could be you're, you know, getting to your SP or you're just connecting with your one. I don't actually know. Yeah, I am. I am enacting internal boundaries. Like I'm refusing to let myself bullshit myself anymore about what I can and can't do in essence. And yeah, I've been like doing the dishes more diligently, um, more mindful of when I'm messy. I try to put things away. It's like I notice it more. And like with eating, like I will just try and conquer. I'll just like buy a bunch of groceries and I'm like stuck indoors all day. So I might as well like work on this thing because I think before it was elements of my any wants to be where the people are, where all the energy is. And all the energy so, now is stuck mm-hmm. indoors. So, you know, like I can just pop on social media, like have a few calls with clients or have a few calls with like friends and then like just fucking go and cook to pass the time. In fact, now, I now have the issue that my fridge is too fucking full. <laughs> go to the store and buy more things, nor do I want to go to the store. Cause like, cause now you have food. <laughs> Because every time I go to the store, I'm like, this could be the last time I'm healthy outside. I don't want it to be one more statistic. So oh, it's like, kind of, so I'm like, that's a little dramatic, but it does keep me indoors. So I've just been grilling patties and like frying up like tofu and like, you know, just Shanghai rice cooking and like all my alpha, like family members and friends are like, what the fuck? Like my mom is like, dude, you're getting better cooking than me. Like, she's like, she was saying to me, like, she's like, I never explore because I just do the same damn shit. So, like, you could very well become better than me because you genuinely like cooking. I'm like, don't you? She's like, eh, it's too to survive. I'm like, so what do you genuinely like then? And she's like, gardening, playing with my cats. I'm like, oh. 
it's simple needs very simple i i have my mom also say that very woman of simple pleasures completely definitely that too my mom it's so funny how like you know people are like i'm not a stereotypical blah 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 and i'm like well there are some that are stereotypical like my mom your mom really isfj yeah well okay the craziest part this because does your mom have a three fix because mine does uh, I think she weirdest... actually does. I would say she actually does. Yeah. Yeah, it's a, it's such a weird combo when you have like out like, of two, three, four, he's definitely not a two or a four. Exactly, <laughs> and you know we met Jamie, right? The two, mm. so we know what a two Jamie is. ISFJ Jamie is looks so like. different than my mom. Just sweetheart, of course, gentle but Slytherin, right? <laughs> you know, I'm down with that because she, she's gentle with some grit. But yeah, my mom not that way. No, mine. Yeah, mine's very. Grit first, because that's growing up poor for years. And then afterwards, but then professionally, like professionally, her mask to the world is very, it's very gentle. It's very sweet. Um, but then the TI is like a, I like to always describe TI as like a little small dagger. Oh my God. Because it's not like a sword of TE that kind of just efficiently just swipes through the grass. It's very pick at the grass and then find the root and then you stab it. So that's kind of how I feel about it and knowing the conditioning that I had to grow up into or be conditioned around it's often very under feel make me feel undermined make me feel guilted and inferior because of polar TI Mm I couldn't I couldn't battle because she'd always go where's your critical thinking and I'm going it gives me a day (laughs) you have to give me a day to critically think I have to sit down and think about it but it's never on the spot but then whenever I give an answer, it's in TE and actually comes off way ruder than any of us intended. <laughs> and I figured, I just embraced it now, hitting your 20s, you're going, you know what? If that's my TE, then that's my TE. What am I going to do with that? <laughs> I can't really, yeah. I, I, can't, like, I don't I think I should change it. Resistance to TE is just Ugh, in that tea. Um... But what else do we have? What else do we got about the miss? Well, the expectation thing, I think the the one about the stigma of mental illness is kind of thing that bothers me a lot because it's something I see in my family that we have a lot of people with mental illness. Like we got folks with depression, anxiety, some may have some BPD, but none of them are getting tested because the belief is that, well, there's no depression in the Philippines. We're a happy country. And oh, I'm God. going, um... <laughs> I'm a happy person. That's not a happy country. Like, it's very, it's, you I can't think it's feel like, general. If you ignore it, it will go away as a big exactly. kind of thing. There's a bunch of, yeah. it's a bunch of nines with seven philosophies. <laughs> it doesn't make sense because it's not actually solving the problem. It's not actually reframing the problem. It's just choosing to sleep on it and ignore it and, not even at all and like, we're not about that as ns we're gonna face our completely problems. exactly and when because we and i well jc actually brought it up first but uh, i followed it up when her comment on you guys's video with you and megan about the irony that we get the backlash because we're the one that's focused on identity and self-help and mental and everyone wellness else thinks they know it but then it's like they don't really know their identity either so the like, amount Bye. of days i spent the past couple months just trying to help my like remind my friends it's not about your relatives mental illness it's about your mental wellness because you help them but that help will chip away at your psyche you need to take care of yourself and then they're going well i don't know and so you three days later you ask them did you eat no i haven't eaten or slept in three days 
what did I just tell you? <laughs> like, we don't need a psychology degree or certificate to tell you that you need to at least be regular. Goodness. <laughs> no starving yourself. And you're like, name something you're, pl- you're happy for. And they're like, I don't know. I don't know what I'm doing. <laughs> and I was like, oh. They don't know gosh. what they're fucking happy for. Damn. I, again, because their psyche's completely been weighed down. And I'm like, you have to understand people around you can weigh you down. That's why we NFs are always talking about free yourself and do this yeah and like and like you know t and s my goal is to really try to make that accessible to people because like all these non-nfs don't understand oh gosh exactly which is sad though because i end up preaching and then the nfs are still the ones that get it faster and get help i'm like (laughs) i mean not that i'm like complaining but i really need you to help me get the other people to also buy into this i found sometimes it's because everyone's different right so everyone has a different even how they take in the psychological food that we're trying to feed to them. Mm-hmm. Because with my dad, for example, you can't just talk to him about feelings. First, you have to help him with the car. And then you have to drive the car with him. And then you have to go buy him some food from McDonald's. And then on the drive home is when you get Yeah, And your parents really like McDonald's, huh? It's, well, that was the best example I got. Because it's the only one of the only times I actually got a chance to have some full fi talk with my dad it takes it's a process you can't just be like oh let's talk feelings he's like as a nine i mean i'm just tired I'm go to bed. <laughs> so i feel that i can't really do anything about it. and again i can't fault him for that that's his type right that's his archetype because as an s we're the best equipped to understand biculturalism but the least equipped to actually be taken seriously for it right <laughs> And just be like that sometimes. That, that's the most, I hate it. I honestly, I find the whole thing completely stupid. And the fact, like Natalie, we know Natalie, right? Mm-hmm. She and I were having this conversation where we believe that it, the world is kind of fashioned to fit the ESTJ kind of lifestyle. Mm-hmm. I almost, totally see that. Or STJ in some sense. But then when Yeah, every STJ to... who complains that like their FI doesn't feel validated enough, I'm like, well, try being a fucking NFJ. Yeah. <laughs> well, what's even hilarious is when things go down and hard for them, then they're like, oh, we need help. But they don't know how to get it. Because yeah, no one... because, because their freaking FE sucks. And also... Well, not just them too, but the so mentality of Damn everybody them. trying to fit that archetype of ESCJ. Then like now everyone's going to try to feel that being feeling feeling somehow makes you weak. And you're like, no, it's called care. <laughs> it's called taking a time off so that you don't have to hurt others. That's what it is with our FI. Take a moment to breathe. It's a thing. Uh, so true. <laughs> it's actually a thing. <sighs> but yeah. Probably have to wrap up. Yes, which I think we did wrap. good. We <laughs> we have unpacked a lot of We did, actually. We did unpack badness. Quite a yes, we have unpacked quite a Even bit. Even though we packaged it in a kind of a giddy vibe, I feel. We were like, hee hee, I have so much random trauma from generation. But here we are living our best life. <laughs> We're just having the big picture in mind anyway. Well, I tweeted, actually, before I end this, but I did tweet out um, before. I was like, I'm really, really excited about the future. And then everyone's like, this person replied, this is the most out-of-place tweet I've ever read with the constant nihilistic things she's been seeing on the feed. <laughs> she was like, like, very confused. But then I was like, well, ENFPs generally are happy nihilists in a way. Like, RT can understand that this is a reality, but our NE is very, well... So what? <laughs> it's, still, it's still not that crazy for us. So anyways, like you said, or like, if any, how long have we been talking? Do you even know? Have we hit the like hour? 40 minutes? That's actually not bad. That's not bad. 
So with that being said, without further ado, or before I go adieu, um, follow Crystal. She is mostly on YouTube, if I remember correctly. And Instagram. And in, oh, and Instagram. At, at Crystal X Duan. There we go. And also check her out. She does a lot of, she has a lot of services. I should probably list, I'll have that listed out. Yeah, listen, book a, book a tarot reading with me. Exactly. This girl can do a lot of things. She's a very integrated skill set. Or a lot of her skills can be passed over upon and fly on each other, which I think is that's right, cool. Bish. Um, so get into that. She offers a lot rather like you think you're getting one thing, but when you order from her, you're actually getting more than one thing. Then you realize, oh my goodness, maybe I should give her more money. That's kind of yeah. I'm doing donation-based <laughs> readings right now until the end of the pen. Exactly. So. There we go. She's got deals. She's got deals. Deals on deals on deals. Deals on. Yeah. <laughs> we turn into salespeople like at the end. They're like, if you genuinely want your life changed, feel free. There we go. She's making, like like we mentioned before, we're trying to make it accessible to get some self-help, some mental wellness going around. This person's out there putting herself out there, making it happen. (laughs) I'm really Uh, trying, guys. Right. Also, another quick thing. You also can find her from her friend Megan's channel and her own YouTube channel. And she's also been appearing on other folks' channels because you're just Mm. getting, sending your roots and you're calling everywhere. Because why not? <laughs> um, yeah, really trying here. Exactly. So for everybody out there, please do so. I implore you all to at least give it a shot. Give her a shout out. Give her a look to check out what anything. I'm sure she'd be sure she'd love that. <laughs> I would love that. Genuinely trying out here. I love how we're just like pushing ourselves out there going like, come on. Like, seriously, if you're really feeling in the dumps, like, come on. Like, we're right here. <laughs> <laughs> but anyways without with that being said thank you guys so much for listening for this day hope you guys enjoy the rest of your week if not you have you know who to call her name is crystal <laughs> if you're not feeling that oh, well she is there to help you out and if you need to talk i think she's there too right yeah i'm always here always here i mean i mean i'm excited for your instagram stories because i totally i missed out the one time when you were what was it the moscato I'll try, moment i'll try and push you each time this for a moscato instagram story philosophizing yes. oh hell yeah yeah that sounds fantastic it actually sounds like a great time um so yeah if you're up for that folks that's like some free content already like come on <laughs> get into that anyways thank you guys again till next time and with that being said i'll have you again crystal some other time oh my gosh i'm super excited all right bye. but yeah bye for now